Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of spooky yeah. content. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, hey everyone. Welcome Hi. to Girls Gone Spooky. <laughs> I'm Olivia. And I'm Amy. And welcome and back. Welcome back. <laughs> episode <laughs> seven. Yes. And a Halloween, a Halloween episode. episode. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Um, so by the time this is released, it will definitely be either Halloween or probably the day before Halloween. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? We'll release it on Halloween. Let's yeah. Just, let's That's perfect. Make it special, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. Obviously, this is our favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spooky girls. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I went to see this... Uh, <laughs> You probably saw it on my Instagram uh-huh. story. <laughs> yeah. uh, haunted Drive-In. Of, it was like a showing of the original Scream movie. And <laughs> basically they creep around outside your car in like the ghost face costume <laughs> and then jump out and like scare you in the window. Um, and then so there were a few times it actually really got me. Uh-huh. But – one one that was funny. So the first time I could see him in the side view mirror. So I was like mm-hmm. leaning away from the window and then he pops <laughs> up and they have flashlights. So they like, oh. yeah, like light up their faces up against the window. So you're like, oh, shit. Oh, and, then, and then the one that really scared me was a guy who was like walking to try and scare another car. And then he kind of did a double take because he saw I was looking at him. And I like <laughs> lifted my hand to like wave. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that was a bad call because he slowly starts moving towards us. And I was thinking in my mind, like, okay, that's creepy, but like, that's not that bad. And then he straight lunges at the car and I screamed bloody murder. I was so scared. But wow. the best part of the mm-hmm. whole thing was the choreographed dance break. Oh <laughs> imagine, right? yes, imagine. Like 15 dudes in ghost face costumes, like <laughs> hip hop, crumping slash break dancing. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> oh, we were dying laughing. That's it amazing. was honestly very well done. Wow. But gave me a proper giggle after scaring yeah. the bejesus out of me. <laughs> that must have been so fun for them. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. We I, I mean there was at one point one of the ghost face guys was doing like like he was in a handstand. You know how like people like guys at the gym will like do jumps from a handstand? Mm-hmm. Like they're he was doing that. And I was wow. like Damn! <laughs> who are these Parkour? people? Like, who are you? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think maybe... Uh, so, anyone in the Toronto area, get your ass to Ontario Place for a showing of Scream. They're also doing earlier showings of Goosebumps for a Ooh. more family-friendly experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was great. We had a dashboard full of snacks and blankies, and Aww. it was very spooky. That sounds so, so fun. Yeah, great way to kick off Halloween weekend. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. And does this Halloween feel different now that you're in a place with more of like a actual winter coming? Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. Everybody I've talked to, I feel like this year Halloween just kind of snuck up on us, I feel. Mm-hmm. I had a very busy month between like my birthday was this month and traveling and I just there's just a lot going on. And so I feel like it kind of came up before I realized. Um, So I haven't really made a ton of plans, but to your point, the weather does give it kind Mm -hmm. of an eerie vibe. And I do like that because it's been chilly. It's been like, I think today was a little warmer, but last week was like six degrees Celsius, like on average. So it's definitely cooling off and Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled and so (laughs) ready for snow. I'm like, bring it. Um, (laughs) So I'm, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Do you have any Halloween plans? No, I don't, which is... I don't really either, honestly. <laughs> like, kind of surprising, I suppose. But I know. we're supposed to get our... Well, last I checked, we were going to get snow on Halloween. <gasps> but I don't know if that still will happen because it's so variable here. But yeah. um, 
I'm so excited about that because when I was little, it felt like our first snow always came on Halloween. So now I'm back in my hometown living here and it just feels so nostalgic. So yeah, it comes full circle. Yeah, I'm just loving this Halloween season. Halloween. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, my my big plan is just to watch more scary movies on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place here in a castle here okay. in Toronto called Castle Loma that I guess they do this like haunted house, haunted castle experience. So I don't know. I'm going to check and see if there are tickets available and I may go to that. But it's one mm-hmm. of those in-person scary experiences <laughs> and that makes me a little but um i just am afraid like what if they didn't background check somebody fully and like they have a real chainsaw like i don't want to be a part of that i think that every time like a haunted corn maze anybody could just walk in there with a real chainsaw yeah with a knife like or any weapon like no thank you oh look at you you're trying to scare me and then they just murder (laughs) you stab you stab city welcome to stab city (laughs) and my stories tonight are gonna be cautionary tales for that kind of shit because there's a lot of that happening oh boy all right should we get into it first last time yes i can't remember um i think i did but i am doing the history of halloween today oh yeah you go first should i start okay yes 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 perfect so this is a little long because there's so much that i found interesting that's okay but let's get into it and first of all most if not all of this information actually comes from the History Channel's website. Ooh, they have, a reputable source. We love to see it. <laughs> they have like a whole Halloween subsite, I guess would be the right word. That's fun. Where it's just a compilation of all these articles um, related to Halloween. So it was yeah. <clears throat> a wealth of information. So Halloween um, originates from the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, which is another Irish word that is spelled (laughs) nothing like it looks. So if you see it written down, it looks like Samhain, Mm -hmm. but it's Samhain, I'm pretty sure. Samhain, (laughs) okay. (laughs) For the ancient Celts, which this was about 2,000 years ago, Samhain was celebrated on October 31st, or Halloween, Um, which is the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. And this time of year marks the end of the harvest and brings in the beginning of winter, which is a time of year associated not only with the death of the crops, but also with human death, Um, Mm -hmm. probably because in the cold weather you get colds and flus and you could just die from pretty much anything back then. So, yeah. As a result, um, it was believed that on Samhain, the boundary between the living world and the world of the dead was thinned, which made it possible for ghosts and monsters to come back to Earth. So, to celebrate Samhain, um, bonfires were lit and people would burn their crops and sometimes even animals in these bonfires um, as offerings to the Celtic deities. And when people gathered at these bonfires, which attendance was actually mandated by local kings and chieftains, like if you didn't go, they, it was thought that you would be punished with illness, death, poverty, <laughs> things like that. So you absolutely mm. had to participate in this Samhain um, celebration. And Around these fires, they would often wear animal heads, animal skins, or other kind of costumes in order to discourage the ghosts and monsters from kidnapping them by confusing them as to what they were. So that's probably why we wear costumes on Halloween now. That reminds Um, me of that that scene in Hocus Pocus, which for everyone listening is my absolute (laughs) favorite movie Mm -hmm. year round. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> no chill. Uh, I will watch it in June. Um, the scene when they come out of the bus and they're like hobgoblins. <laughs> and then she's like, these aren't hobgoblins. They're children running amok. <laughs> oh, God. I love that movie. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. I just watched that like two days ago for the third time. Maybe we'll do that again on Halloween. <laughs> Honestly, I may watch it tonight. <laughs> oh, why not? It never tis gets the old. season. Yep, tis the season. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, and then I just quickly wanted to mention <clears throat> some of the monsters that they believed could come out on Samhain. Mm-hmm. And one was named Lady Gwyn, and she was a headless woman dressed in white. Again, <laughs> another woman dressed in white. Classic. And she would chase people who were out wandering at night. And she was always accompanied by a black pig for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say why. I was not expecting <laughs> that, was, that. Yeah, I know. It's unexpected. Like okay. maybe a black cat, but. Right. But I thought I, my brain just plugged cat in uh-huh. and then you said pig and I pig. processed pig and I thought, wait, what? <laughs> you know, she's just a little different than the rest. She's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm different from other girls. <laughs> yeah, not like the other girls. <laughs> Got my black pig sidekick. Uh, I'm Lady Gwyn. <laughs> oh god that's funny um okay and then another set of monsters were called the dullahan and they could appear as headless men on horses carrying their own heads which obviously that's got to be the um origin of the headless horsemen yes um and yes exactly the horses would have flaming eyes and they were an omen of death for anyone who saw them. And then the last two were, I guess, fairies. Um, One was a group of hunters known as the fairy host who would kidnap people on Samhain. And similarly, the sluog, I think, (laughs) who would go into people's houses to steal their souls. So, ah, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I know. Clearly, these are kind of scary. So there was an element of scariness to Samhain mm-hmm. and the ghosts and otherworldly beings that could appear. Um, but it was also believed that the presence of these entities um, made it easier for the Celtic priests, who were known as druids, to make mm-hmm. predictions about the future. And as a result, fortune-telling and prophesizing became part of the Samhain celebrations as well. And the prophecies the Druids would make during these celebrations were really important to people who relied on them to help get through the winter. Like, you know, maybe having some idea or assurance that their family would make it through, (laughs) they wouldn't run out of food, etc., So that was an important part of the celebration. And Samhain lasted anywhere from three to six days. And after the celebrations were over, everyone would take a flame from the communal bonfire back to their home to relight their hearth fire. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. Community. That is nice. Yeah. Um, But then in 43 AD is when the Roman Empire began their conquest and eventually (laughs) conquered. I knew this was going to take a turn. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I mean, they always come in somewhere. But they conquered, of course, the majority Mm -hmm. of previously Celtic territory and brought Christianity along with them. So in an effort to phase out the traditional Samhain celebrations, the church moved their existing celebration of All Martyrs Day from May 13th to November 1st, and then eventually expanded that holiday to be All Martyrs Day and All Saints Day, followed by All Souls Day on November 2nd. 
And these days were celebrated similarly to Samhain, um, including bonfires and costumes. But in this case, everyone dressed as saints, angels, or devils. So related to the church rather than, you know, pagan animal type things. Mm -hmm. And in Middle English, All Saints Day was referred to as either All Hallows or All Halomas, which eventually led to the day before All Saints Day, October 31st, or the traditional start of Samhain, to be known as All Hallows Eve and eventually Mm. Halloween. (laughs) When the moon is around, a virgin (laughs) will summon us from under the ground. (laughs) Uh, Classic. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to be doing that this whole episode. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably going to be more something else I say (laughs) for another part of that. I'm ready. I'm ready. Feel free. Um, So... When Europeans began to settle in colonial New England, um, Halloween wasn't really celebrated because at that time they had very rigid Protestant beliefs. Mm -hmm. So the closest thing they had to a Halloween celebration was called a play party, quote unquote, um, Mm -hmm. which were basically just celebrations of the harvest and of autumn rather than of Halloween. But they did include the fortune telling, which would be, mm. you know, directly from Samhain and mm. sharing ghost stories or stories of the dead. Um, but then <laughs> during this research, and like I said, on that um, subsite of the History Channel, um, there were some interesting articles about other Halloween traditions that I didn't know about. And a lot of them actually relate to matchmaking, (laughs) interestingly enough. Interesting. Um, I know, which apparently... Hook me up! (laughs) I know, I was going to say. Your girl's single. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that kind of makes sense with, like, all the prophesizing and, Uh like, not palmistry, but... Exactly. It's like a time when you can... Fortune tellers. Yeah, exactly. See the future, potentially. Um. So, yeah, I didn't write them down, but one of them was, like, you take apple peelings and throw them over your shoulder, and supposedly Mm -hmm. if it lands, like, in the shape of an initial, (laughs) then you'll know Mm -hmm. the initials of your husband. I thought you were going to say if it lands on someone. (laughs) God, I'm picturing it literally, like, smacking my dog Romeo <laughs> in the face and being like oh. <laughs> my husband that's my husband <laughs> or you could uh, find the man that you want to marry and just throw chuck it apple, <laughs> apple skins at his face <laughs> Adam Driver where are you at oh, you'd have to find him <laughs> mm-hmm. he's married so don't oh. worry Adam I'm not gonna oh, stalk I didn't you know that. <laughs> bummer I know bummer <laughs> They're cute. It's fine. Mm. It's not Whatever. fine. The look on my face shows it's not <laughs> fine, but it's fine. It's okay for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another one was like you get, I think it was a walnut. You get a few walnuts and like name them based on the person that or your suitors, I suppose. Like people oh. you have crushes on. And then you throw them into the fire and I guess if it pops out, like apparently the shell will pop or something, um, that means you're not meant to be with that one. But if one of them turns into ash, just burns fully, that's your husband or supposed to be husband. I have so, so many questions. <laughs> like, where did How that come can you from? tell? Oh, not even that. Like, yes, now that you say it, but like, what? Walnuts all look the same. (laughs) So you have to keep a real close eye because, listen, I'm on the dating apps. I have a lot of suitors. (laughs) And that is not a flex. It is not cool. It's not fun. Um, How do I tell the walnuts apart? One, like, can I write their names on them? Why not? Is that cheating? I don't know. Maybe the Sharpie chemicals would ignite the popping and... Mm. 
mm-hmm. interfere? Or could I do one at a time? Also, where do I find a hearth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have first. a large fire. First things first, where I can get walnuts pretty well. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't even really know where I've to get shelled, seen, yeah. unshelled walnuts. Right. <sighs> There's a lot of work to do. Well. Add it to your to-do list because we got to know. I know. And I got to do it quick <laughs> before Sunday. Shit. Oh, yeah. Or on Shit. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. On Sunday. So, Shit. Yep. I can't wait to hear the results. Don't you worry. I got you. Also, I just have to say really quickly, Amy is wearing the best t-shirt I've <laughs> ever seen. It's easy. If you guys remember the Easy Bake Oven from when – millennials were kids it is easy bake coven and it's like <laughs> little witch girls dancing around with a hot pink oven and it is so cute i love it and there's little pies with the pentagram on them oh my god okay can we oven. take a photo of that and tag is was it from etsy yeah it was let's take a photo of that and tag the etsy shop because that is just fabulous and I feel like any fan of this show should have this shirt myself included we can all match I love it such a good find such a good find well done okay sorry back to Samhain okay um we were talking about matchmaking let's see Mm -hmm. but okay then one thing that I want to just briefly touch on because I feel like we need to do a full episode on witches mm. yeah but I just multiple probably yeah probably because <laughs> I just had to briefly mention them because you know she's such an iconic presence in Halloween um images and yeah just the holiday in general um so, witches have appeared throughout history all over the world, and in pre-scientific times, they were often used as an explanation for bad weather, disease, failure of crops, etc. Um, so, obviously, witches have always been thought of as evildoers, and usually associated with the devil, because the primary reason someone was thought to be a witch was if they dissented from the church. So, one of the most interesting things I read um, was about the origin of the image of a witch riding a broomstick. Oh my god, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it was Okay, so there's there were a few. I wrote down the two that I found most interesting. Um, So again, another plug for this History Channel site if you want to see them all. Um, Mm -hmm. But the first one I wrote down um, is that it's a reference to a pagan ritual that involved leaping or dancing over poles or brooms under a full moon to encourage the growth of the crops. And they cited this anthropologist named Robin Skelton And he or she, again, not sure with the name Robin, Mm -hmm. um, suggests that this broomstick dance morphed into um, witches flying on brooms on their way to, (laughs) this is a quote, orgies and other illicit meetings. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) Wow, they're living. (laughs) All these like Puritans like call like buttons up to the throat and these girls are like peace out we're flying to our orgy (laughs) oh they're just jealous let me hop on my sick mode of transportation Mm -hmm. (laughs) or if you're mary sanderson you get a vacuum yeah which is you know whatever (laughs) still cool it works (laughs) um okay and then the second theory i wrote down comes from an article in forbes um where they interviewed, I suppose, a pharmacologist named David Kroll. Um, and he said that witches were thought to concoct their potions from plants that could have produced hallucinogenic chemicals called mm. tropane alkaloids, which I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the witches who used these plants and herbs discovered that they were able to absorb the chemicals and get the effects through their skin instead of ingesting them. 
um, since ingestion of these plants could cause GI distress. <laughs> um, but the ideal place through which they could absorb the chemicals through their skin was in the, quote, most intimate areas of their bodies. I was going to say, they're <laughs> heading to an orgy. They don't have time for a GI issue. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> we can't have that at Yikes. the orgy. <laughs> okay, count me out. <laughs> yeah. But the, okay, this quote, actually, I was shocked, comes from a text written by someone in the 15th century named Jordan de Bergamo or something. <laughs> um, he wrote, quote, The vulgar believe and the witches confess that on certain days or nights they anoint a staff or a broom and ride oh. on it to the appointed place or anoint themselves under the arms and in other hairy places. So I think <laughs> this is my nightmare. <laughs> right? I think the thought is right that they would put these salves or whatever potions mm-hmm. um, on the broomstick and then mm-hmm. put it between their legs. <laughs> and there you Ew. go. <laughs> that took a turn. <sighs> yeah, um, I guess those hallucinogenic chemicals could be part of why people thought they could fly. Um, But the fact that that's become so mainstream, like if that is actually the origin of that Yeah, like little kids riding around on broomsticks are like, you don't even know, Kathy. Oh, creepy. Yeah. But the other last one that I am interpreting on my own actually (laughs) is that brooms like even from the bible brooms were associated with females and like our roles in the home Mm -hmm. and I think witches it was probably like a not a joke but you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) it was like turning Um, it on its head yeah so witches were supposed to be evil women. So they were like using these brooms <laughs> for something else. Well, yeah, like almost like not sacrilege, but yeah, yeah. like saying F you to yeah. gender roles basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because these witches weren't like the pious good women sweeping right. their homes. Well, no, they were going to orgies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like um, dry humping brooms. <laughs> What an image. Yeah, quite an image. (laughs) You know, fascinating. Deodorant? Nah, we use psychotropics, baby. (laughs) Oh, whatever works. Yeah, honestly. Power to you. Yeah, right. Satanic power to you, apparently. (laughs) Allegedly. Yep. Um, Then the last thing I want to say is, because we can't mention witches without at least briefly touching on the Salem witch trials. Yes. And the Salem witch trials took place in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1600s. And they began when in 1692, a group of young girls claimed to be possessed by the devil and accused several women in the area of witchcraft. And the first witch to be hanged for witchcraft Um, was Bridget Bishop, and she was the wife of my great times 10 grandfather, Edward Bishop. So (laughs) that is so cool. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, you have to say it again. The first woman to be hanged for witchcraft was the Mm -hmm. wife of your Great, 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 great grandfather. Uh huh. Exactly. So your great X ten grandmother was hanged. Yes. As the first ever. Yeah. What? How did you guys figure that out? Actually, so she though at this time I don't know her exact age, but this Edward Bishop, who's my grandfather, was her third husband. So oh, we don't okay. actually descend from her. Okay, um, got it, got it, got it. So she had kids 
with someone Before, else yeah. who would have been your great times whatever grandmother. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <gasps> but still pretty cool. That's still cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Also sad, but also it cool. Is sad. But yeah, because especially my dad, so I couldn't find this on my like brief Google search, but mm-hmm. my dad, who's a huge genealogy buff, um, he said that Edward Bishop was also arrested for witchcraft, um, but he escaped. But Bridget wasn't oh. so lucky because she was the one who got hanged. Um, and and she was... A woman, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she was accused of being a witch by um, upwards of 10 people. And most of them were claims that she bewitched her previous husbands to death or bewitched her neighbor's animals. Um, And I think her, um, probably these accusations come from the fact that she was kind of an out there type woman at a time where no one else was. Like Mm -hmm. she had, she had had three husbands. Um, Her relationship with her second husband was very publicly bad. Um, I guess they had gone to court for fighting in a public area and people had overheard her calling her husband inappropriate names <laughs> is what the quote said. Um, so yeah. I think she just had a stronger personality and people probably yeah. didn't like her maybe. Yeah, didn't fit in. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. poor Bridget. That's sad, but also that's dope. <laughs> I know. To that. I know. Wow. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Very fun stuff. But yeah, like I said, we should do another um Oh we have to craft yeah, episode. A full, a full episode. Okay. Next topic. Scary shit that has actually happened on Halloween. Yes. There is so much <laughs> on this topic. So I'm sure. instead of Going in, like, so deep on one thing, I'm just going to give you, like, quick hits of a bunch of things. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're just going to dive right in. All right. Um, this is from Reader's Digest, probably oh. enough. Uh-huh. Um, there are a bunch of sites that have just done, like, compilation lists of, like, mm-hmm. creepy shit that's happened. So, I used some of those and then cross-referenced with other sources. So, um, in 2005, in Frederica, Delaware, um, there was a decoration of a dead body hanging from a tree that turned out to not be a decoration. Oh, God. It was a real dead body. Oh, no. <clears throat> so a 42-year-old woman had very sadly committed suicide and used a rope to hang herself across the street from some homes oh. on a moderately busy road on – late Tuesday or early Wednesday of that year, Wednesday being Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, The body was suspended about 15 feet above the ground and could very easily be seen by passing vehicles. The state police spokesman, Jeff Oldham, and neighbors said people noticed the body at breakfast time Wednesday but dismissed it as a holiday prank. Mm -hmm. Authorities were called to the scene more than three hours later. So her body was just left there because people thought it was a decoration. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. 15 feet? Yeah. That was my first thought, too. How did she get up there? Right. I mean, I guess you could get up there and then jump, but then wouldn't the branch snap? Unless it was, like, a really Really? thick branch? Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Hmm. That gives me, like, very creepy vibes. Yes. Um, So, really starting starting it off Uh with a bang. (laughs) Yeah. Or a hang. Ooh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> take it back. I take it back. Questionable. Okay. Um, ew, I know. Ooh, dark humor. <laughs> um, my apologies for anyone who that offended. Um, also, should have said this before, trigger warning. Yeah, through the whole Reference thing. to suicide mm-hmm. and even accidental suicide, also murder. So okay. heads up. Good to know. Um, there have been multiple accidental hangings on Halloween, um, mm-hmm. typically to do with people trying to create scenes for like oh. haunted houses and stuff and then getting injured or killed in the process. Mm-hmm. 
On October 31st, 1990, William Anthony Odom was 15 when he accidentally hung himself when staging a gallows scene in the basement of his haunted house. It was just so sad. He was 15. Um, So we'll move on from the hanging. Okay. For anyone who's (laughs) triggered by that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think everybody knows about the like razor blades and yeah. candy or like poison and candy. So there isn't really anything specific to like razor blades and candy. I mean, that happens like mm-hmm. kind of regularly, it seems. But the origin of fear around trick or treat candy is um, dates back to 1974. Uh, was the murder of Timothy O'Brien. He was an eight-year-old from Deer Park, Texas, and he died on Halloween night after ingesting poisoned candy. So I dug into it further, and Ronald Clark O'Brien, you'll notice, same last name, Mm, uh, who was nicknamed the Candyman or the man who killed Halloween, was an American man convicted of killing his eight-year-old son, on Halloween 1974 with a potassium cyanide-laced pixie stick that was ostensibly connected, collected during a trick-or-treat. <laughs> Twick-o-tweet. Twick-o-tweet. Trick-or-treat. <laughs> Out- Let's leave it as that. Twick-o-tweet uh-huh. outing. <laughs> O'Brien poisoned his son in order to claim life insurance money to ease his own financial troubles as he was in approximately $100,000 worth of debt. Oh. He also distributed poisoned candy to his daughter and three other children in an attempt no. to cover up his crime. Oh. However, neither his daughter nor the other children ate the poisoned candy. So, I mean, oh. that's so lucky because yeah. that's insane. He was convicted of capital murder in June 75, sentenced to death and executed by lethal injection in March of 84. So he paid for his crime, the ultimate payment, but so scary. And also I had just seen, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast earlier, but I had seen, they remade the movie Candyman Mm -hmm. with Yaya and it was amazing. Like so well done. It was less uh, slasher kind of energy and more of like social commentary plus scary mm-hmm. slasher stuff. Um, but it's funny because I'd never known. I, like I don't know if the origin of that that Candyman storyline is based on anything real, mm-hmm. but it was just interesting to see the Candyman as like a yeah. label seen somewhere else, right? Um. There are a lot of other just weird, creepy things that you're like, really? On Halloween? (laughs) These things probably happen all the time. But Mm. so one, um, someone collapsed and died on their porch. And the next morning, the mail delivery person, assuming the body was a really realistic Halloween Mm. decoration, sidestepped the body on his way to delivering their mail. Oh, no. (laughs) It wasn't until, like, hours later when someone else came to the house that they recognized the person laying dead on the porch and were like, oh, my God. So, of course, that mailman, I'm sure, male person. Feels terrible. Feels terrible. Yeah. Um, A story of a girl with a... An excellent Halloween costume that was a little too good. Um, A nine-year-old wearing a black outfit and black hat with a white tassel was mistaken for a skunk by a relative and shot. But she survived. But she was shot. I was like, okay, a nine-year-old is kind of big. Like, that's a big-ass skunk. (laughs) Or she's really far away and they have excellent aim. Like, what is happening? Yeah, Yeah. vision, too. I mean, holy... Um, okay this one this was like okay don't dress up as a skunk or any Uh other kind of lesson learned um yeah so in 1957 on halloween night a couple was getting ready for bed when the doorbell rang it was late and the husband answered the door ready to dole out more candy instead an adult wearing a mask shot him in the chest killing him oh god 
So this turned out to be this like huge scandal. So the man was Peter Fabiano, a 34 year old owner, 35 year old owner of a hair salon. Mm -hmm. Um, It was after 11 PM and allegedly he was annoyed as like most kids had already collected candy at that time. It was late and he and his wife were going to bed. Mm -hmm. The trick or treater was definitely taller than most other kids yeah. <laughs> uh, and had the odd appearance even by an odd appearance even by Halloween standards according mm-hmm. to other people who saw this person approach the home um, very garishly painted face with the domino mask and men's clothing so like blue jeans a khaki jacket red gloves holding up a paper bag that actually concealed a gun the disguised stranger answered the homeowner's query in a deceptively deep voice saying no and then shooting him in the chest to oh, trick or treat. Yeah. Um, would you like some candy? And he said, no. No. Oh. Um, and then shot him. So the wife rushes downstairs, but the killer has already fled. Betty, the wife, who's a red-haired woman who I think also worked at the hair salon, told police that she's 36, had two teenage children from a previous marriage. Peter, the successful owner and operator of this beauty salon, had served in World War II. They seemed picture perfect from the outside. He was, you know, they were just this, like, perfect, perfect couple in the 50s. Um, This occurred in Sun Valley, California, uh, and was just directly northwest of Hollywood. So there are a ton of details, but as it comes, turns out, uh, yeah, comes to light. Uh, a woman named Goldine Pizer, who was 43, a medical secretary, was actually the killer, as she turned out to be the lover, not of Peter, but of the wife. Betty. Yes. Whoa. So they became very close friends and... Mm-hmm allegedly more than friends Mm -hmm. and she had somehow convinced her to murder her husband saying that he was terrible and awful to her and who knows what's true or not but anyway it ended up being her who murdered him so the wife convinced that lady yeah to do it okay oh (laughs) well yeah. What a shocking so, twist. I know. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to 1977. One-year-old Nima Louise Carter went missing from her cradle. And since all the windows and doors in her room were locked shut, it is believed her abductor was actually hiding in the closet. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that. Child, yeah. The child was found a month later dead in a refrigerator in an abandoned uh-huh. house nearby. What makes this even creepier is that the previous year, so in 76, mm-hmm. three-year-old twin girls went missing in the same town. They were lured oh. out of their house and then trapped in a fridge. Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were found two days later, but only one had survived. The surviving child, Tina Carpenter, identified their babysitter, Jacqueline Rubido, as the kidnapper, but the accusation never led to a conviction. A year mm-hmm. later, Jacqueline was Nima Louise Carter's babysitter and was oh. a suspect yet again, but there was no evidence. Uh-huh. Additional years later, she was charged with the Carpenter child's murder and served a life sentence, but never admitted to the murder of Nima Louise. Huh. Well, that's too much to just be a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just no way. Yeah. So how did people, like, I, I know that, you know, Ted Bundy, for example, is exceedingly charming and mm-hmm. women just didn't get scary vibes from him, but like- yeah. How do you not get scary vibes from these people? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And then it makes me think, are there people in my life that I don't get scary vibes from that I should be getting scary vibes from? Uh-oh. I just don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Amy. That could be me. Are you a murderer? Okay. <laughs> don't. Never know. Don't do that. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, okay. Fast forward again to 1981. A couple was murdered in their home in Manhattan. They were severely beaten and then shot in the head execution style, and their house was ransacked. 
The murder was originally thought to be related to drugs. However, word from a prison informant turned the case on its head as inmate David Berkowitz, the notorious son of Sam killer, Uh predicted the murder weeks before it happened. He gave an eerily accurate account of what was done to the slain couple's apartment, but could not have perpetrated the murders. So the case remains unsolved. They never figured out who did it. There was no really evidence of relation to drugs, even though that kind of fit the general image of the scene. Yeah. And yeah. So that, I feel like there are two different things. Like what the the spooky route says, some sort of satanic, I don't know, power Mm -hmm. that he had a vision or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. The other, which I think aligns with his, like, I don't know much about Son of Sam and his whole vibe, but I think it aligns with what I do know. Um, The other option is, like, you know, if he had people on the outside that had told him this on the phone, but I don't know that he was, like, a a criminal in that sense, like, ran in those circles. I feel like serial killers are usually kind of, like, lone wolves. yeah. Yeah, so very creepy. Like, described the scene to a T, and it, like, really freaked people out. Ew, that is weird. Yeah, not good, not good, not good. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but I think he was part, I'm probably wrong about this, but was he part of mm-hmm. the satanic panic era? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's exactly what I mean. It's like, what I know is that. Yeah, but right, that's it. That's all. So. <laughs> That was kind of the assumption that it was like some kind of satanic mm-hmm. premonition kind yeah. of power or whatever. Um, 2014 um, was yet another bad year for convincing Halloween decorations. Um, a man dragged a headless body out of his apartment and then kicked the head to the other side of the street, which people thought, of course, was a Halloween prank. Mm-hmm. The truth came to light later when a person tried to move the dead body decoration out from the middle of the street and realized it was a real person. Oh, um, The body was that of Patricia Ward, whose son had a history of mental illness and one night decapitated his mother after he left the body in the street. He left in front of a moving train. Oh, no. So, yeah, clearly very mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Which makes it very sad. But, like, why does this stuff happen on Halloween? Yeah. Is it purposeful? Purposeful? Or, I don't know. I, I hate to even say it, but it uh, it makes me feel like there's some outside influence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that. not that mental illness is connected to Satanism or any yeah. of that. Because that is just not factual. Right. But, not but. And... There are people who I think go out asking for that who aren't mentally ill but have some weird connection to some dark shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just gives me uh, yeah. gives me the wig. Don't like it. That is creepy. Um, it's fitting, I suppose, with yeah Halloween vibes. <laughs> Halloween vibes. Yes. Um, okay, we've got a few more. So... Okay. Leslie Mazzara, Adrian and Sonia, and their friend Lauren Mainza were busy handing out candy to trick-or-treaters at their Napa, California home on Halloween night in 2004. Around 11 p.m., the three women went to bed, not knowing that there would be one more visitor that night. Mianza awoke to a scream from the upstairs bedroom, ran out of the house, and drove away, leaving her two friends behind. Mazara and Insonia, both 26, were stabbed to death upstairs. Eric oh. Matthew Koppel, a friend of one of the victims, eventually turned himself in and confessed to the murders, though he never told anyone his motive. Hmm. But this is according to the Napa Valley Register. Koppel is serving a life sentence without possibility of parole. Wow. <laughs> that's 2004. Like, that's not that long ago. No, it's not. And neither neither was the Patricia Ward and her son. Like, that was 2014. 2014. That was even more recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> Ooh. Um, this one is very eerie. Uh, okay. 1979, Shirley Ledford was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party, which already yeah. just a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh-huh. Uh, when two men picked her up in a dingy van. 
Like oh. just every element so far is just red flags. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, little did she know that the two men were known as the toolbox killers. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris were famous for picking up female hitchhikers and then torturing them with tools typically found in a toolbox, according to New York Daily News. They often took pictures of their victims during the slayings. After torturing Ledford, they dropped her body on a stranger's lawn. Ledford became the pair's fifth and final victim after a friend turned them in. Bittaker was sentenced to death but died in 2019 of natural causes, NBC reports. Norris, who cooperated in the investigation, was given 45 years to life. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. Dark. Yeah, so very. So dark. Ugh. Toolbox um, killer. Yeah, which What's just... the name? Uh, yeah. The you already know enough. what exactly uh-huh. their thing is, like their yeah. shtick is, without exactly. even a description. Yeah. Like, mm, gross. That's uh-huh. horrifying. Yeah. People are just nasty, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. 2010, 16-year-old Devin Griffin came home on Halloween to play video games after attending church and spending the previous night sleeping out, which I assume means sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. He noticed the Michigan home was a little too quiet, so he went to check on his family members, uh, according to the Sandusky Register. He proceeded to find his stepfather in bed covered in blood. When the police arrived, they found two more bodies, his mother and brother. Police eventually learned the murderer was Griffin's stepbrother, William Lisk. Lisk beat his older stepbrother, Derek Griffin, with a hammer and shot his father, William Lisk, five times and then sexually assaulted and shot his stepmother, Susan Lisk. Lisk pleaded guilty to three counts of aggregated murder to avoid the death penalty, but was found dead in his jail cell in 2015 from a self-inflicted wound, according to the Port Clinton News Herald. Yikes. Yeah. Just we're just going down Another like the bad depths <laughs> yeah. of like human darkness. Yeah, we really are. Um yeah. Uh, photographer Ronald Sisman and Smith College student Elizabeth Platzman were beaten in their Manhattan apartment on Halloween night in 1981 before being shot dead. Their apartment was completely ransacked, but nothing seemed missing. The case remains unsolved. Hmm. So, wow, don't know about that. No. Um, last story, and then I have a couple just like kind of weird, eerie, historical events that have happened on Halloween. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. Dammon left her two-year-old son, Stevie, to watch her seven-month-old daughter on the street while she went shopping. Again, bad idea. When she emerged from the store, the toddler and the baby were nowhere to be seen. A few blocks away, the stroller was found with her little girl unscathed. So Mm -hmm. the baby was fine the toddler was gone stevie however was nowhere to be found there were rumors that mrs damon was abusive though no official reports were filed to this day stevie or his remains have not been found and no new information has been added to the case whether it was a kidnapping a murder runaway abuse cover-up nobody nobody knows huh so very sad yeah Um, and then there are just some like very odd things that have happened on Halloween historically. This one, I really like this first one. So on Halloween Eve in 1938, people tuning into the CBS radio heard an unsettling announcement that Martians had invaded New Jersey, creating mass hysteria. It was actually a radio play, War of the Worlds, uh, led by Orson Welles and a group of radio actors, but people didn't know that it was a play. (laughs) So they thought it was real. Um, 12 million people, according to historians, were listening at that time. (laughs) (laughs) So about one in every 12 believed it was true. So one million people thought it was true. How funny. And ran out of their homes, terrified. Um, Yeah, so bizarre. Um, These, some of these are very odd. So... And mainly to do with like fascist leaders who were responsible for the murder of a lot of people or even arguably like mass genocides. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, in 1961, former USSR leader Joseph Stalin's body was removed from public dis- display in Moscow's Red Square and transferred to a nearby nearby tomb mm-hmm. um, alongside the body of Vladimir Lenin originally. Um so it's just like weird, like that they would choose to move him on that day. Um, yeah. Um, 
Italian dictator Benito Mussolini organized the first parade to showcase the growing power of the fascist party on Halloween 1922. Hmm. Um, I feel like there was one more. Oh, on Halloween 1963, an accidental propane gas explosion at an ice skating exhibition in Indiana caused 74 deaths and left 400 people injured. There's a propane tank that was like open Mm -hmm. and reached like a popcorn machine and created this huge explosion and killed all of these people, mainly performers. They were like, it was like an ice skating performance. Yeah. And most of them were killed alongside, um, it was like a holiday on ice kind of thing at the Indiana State Fairground Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were finishing their final routine of of the night and the floor caved in. It was very bad um wow. reporters from the indianapolis star, star reported events of the night and described them as the tragic aftermath of a horrific scene writing you walked into a nightmare this was the worst thing i've seen since combat in world war ii oh no so it's just like <laughs> all of these things are so sad yeah and some of them feel like Oh, that's just kind of, I don't know. It just leaves me kind of questioning, like, Mm -hmm. what happened here? Like, was there external influence, I guess, is my question. And maybe that's just me just being a shit disturber, but. but (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, they say in the Samhain celebrations that Halloween is the day where there's a thin line between our world and another world that we don't know much about. So could be that there's something (laughs) to that. Seriously. Yeah. So for everyone listening, if you are struggling with mental health or mental illness, illness, Jesus, illness, illness, (laughs) what is wrong with me today? Please. (laughs) Get the support you need. There are suicide hotlines and lots of therapy resources available in your local communities. Mm -hmm. Reach out to someone close to you. If you need immediate support, call 911. For anyone not struggling with mental illness, Mm -hmm. don't hitchhike, okay? Uh (laughs) On Halloween or just like ever, just Uh don't, especially as a young woman. And don't kill people, okay? Poison candy, don't do it. Don't (laughs) trick or treat, kill someone. Just don't. Yeah. Just Uh, refrain. Be safe. Just stay inside. Watch (laughs) some scary movies. Uh Oh, wait, I have one more. I forgot. (laughs) Harry Houdini died on Halloween in 1926. I can't believe I forgot this one. He was teaching students in Montreal a series of tricks and mentioned that his stomach muscles were so strong they could withstand punches without injury, according to the archives from the New York Times. A student then reportedly hit him over the appendix twice without warning. And while he felt fine immediately after, he later complained of pain and collapsed right after the curtain fell at his next show. Physicians confirmed that the student's punches caused Houdini's appendix to burst and poison his system. According to the Times, he died on October 31. However, to this day, rumors cloud Houdini's death as some claim that he was murdered by spiritualists, a pseudo-religion he continuously tried to debunk. So spiritualists like the those sisters yeah um i'm trying to remember their name the fox Fox sisters yes from the 1800s they were actually like the origin of spiritualism whoa interesting connection so yeah so had to sorry i just had to throw that one in um, yeah do you know a a little lighter yeah (laughs) Do you know anything about Harry Houdini? Like, I mean, he would—he was pretty amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Did anyone think that he had a deal with the devil or something like that? I don't know. I think as far as I know, I mean, I don't know what people thought, but I did know about him like constantly trying to basically say like spiritualism is a joke. Mm-hmm. I assume that he felt like spiritualism was like taking away the validity of his art form because he did it 
without any help. He just right. figured out really clever ways to do these magic, you know, magic tricks. Mm-hmm. So my guess is he was constantly saying like spiritualism, spiritualism isn't real. Like this mm-hmm. is just me being a G. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need no so, help. That's my theory. Yeah. yeah. I don't need no help. I don't need <laughs> Satan. I'm good. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. Scary. Scary. So please stay safe. Yes. Um, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy if Halloween. If you have, Celtic origins, happy Samhain. I don't know if they'd say happy Samhain because it seems like a little more, I don't know, intense than that. But yeah. anyway, stay anyway. spooky, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Please um, write in your stories to girlsgonespooky at gmail.com. You guys can also tag us on social if you have fun Halloween costumes you want us to see. Yes. Um, our handle is at girlsgonespooky on both Facebook and instagram Mm -hmm. and we also have our email address did you say that already yes (laughs) okay i want stories so badly (laughs) i know please please i'm begging you stories please (laughs) (laughs) we have we have some of our own like in the archives yes we can pull out but yeah we want to share your guys stories so exactly tell us yeah even if it's like a friend of a friend told me Uh we can caveat that exactly on on the podcast yes so tell us because we want to get scared yeah (laughs) can't wait to hear from you scare me (laughs) please (laughs) oh and have a happy halloween happy halloween stay spooky y'all stay spooky